Hey guys, this is Mike Badano, and you're listening to Sarcastic Remarks on 365 Sportscast Radio Network. Hey Christian, how's it going this evening? It's going fantastically. Yeah, so we're in a little bit of a strange situation here. Uh, along with Christian Chambers, my brother, I am Ryan, and you are listening to Starcastic Remarks on 365 Sportscast Radio Network. Uh, we are a Dallas Stars-focused show, but we also talk about anything we want to whenever we want to, and we say it sarcastically many times. So tonight we're in a bit of an interesting situation because while we're doing the radio show, we're actually – oh, that was a good shot – uh, we're watching the Stars game. <laughs> so uh, currently the Stars are up 3-1 to one in the second period with 4.44 to go, and they're on a power play. And honestly, Chris, the power play has looked kind of iffy today. Crash, it's looked awful. Yeah. <laughs> the first power play sucked. They got no chances. <laughs> well, they had I, one shot. It was Robertson's off the draw, but yeah. Right, and it wasn't. And it was a decent shot, but, I mean, it's, it's Robertson. That, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and what's funny is that one of the things I noticed about uh, what Saad put up on on Twitter this uh, this evening was after that first power play, he said one of the things that he talked to Bonus about in the uh, pregame show and the pregame interview, excuse me, was that the first power play unit needs to shoot more. And that first power play unit has Pavelski, Ben Robertson, and our two biggins in uh, Miro Haskinen and John Klingberg. And yeah. uh, none of those guys got a shot except for Jason Robertson and the second power play, I think. Yeah. Kind of frustrating to me to not have Gurionov on that line. I don't know. No. I, kind of honestly, strange to me. I, I, you would you would think, but Gurionov has not played particularly well the past 20 games. He, he scored yeah. one goal. Yeah, but I, I, that's back to the thing. Like, if, if Jamie Benn doesn't play well, that doesn't mean we're not going to play Jamie Benn, right? Right, like, but Gurionov Jamie, was our top goal scorer last season. But Jamie Ben, he should be playing those minutes. Jamie Ben is Jamie Ben. Dennis Gurionov. Dennis Gurionov is Dennis Gurionov. He's, he's our number one goal scorer. He is a second year player. He he's yes, he scored twenty goals as a rookie. That's great. Okay, fantastic. Okay, but he is not Jamie Ben. That there's a difference between those two players. Jamie Ben yeah, has has yeah, won an Gurionov is roster. a better hockey player than Jamie Ben right now. Like I would disagree with that. He he's a better goal scorer. He might be a better goal scorer, but he's not that. a better player. He is he's, not a better player at to, all. To not have him on the first power play unit and to not play him in overtime is I I think is ridiculous. But whatever. Okay, so uh, let, let's talk about this real quick because this is I put this up on Twitter and it's kind of bugging me even watching this uh, game. And I hope that Bonus said something to Hudobin while the in the second first intermission. Sorry. Uh, but the past two games, Dobby, the, Dobby looked good last game, right? He got the shutout. But one yep. of the things that bugged me more than anything is his stick play behind his own net. It seems like that's he's... been true. That's been true since he started, though, on the Stars. Like he has not been a good stick handler. But it's been particularly noticeable the past two games. Yeah, it, that's this true. This game that we're watching, and then yesterday. Yeah. And every time he touches the puck, I'm terrified. Right. I know. It, <laughs> I, I know. And it, it's it, he's not. And, and you would think, oh, it's Marty Turco behind the net because he's number thirty-five. But he no. does—he does not handle the puck like Turco or Mike Smith uh, did. So, honestly, the uh, Marty Turco changed the game when it comes to handling the puck for goaltenders. He completely changed the game. Um, th- th- I think he even has like a a way to hold 
like the stick while you're behind the net. I think he cr- he invented his own way of stick handling, like and like the grip or whatever. Um, I, I I'll have to do some research on that for sh- to be one hundred percent sure, but I think that's I think that's true. Um, uh, let's go back to Dennis Giryanov because Dennis Giryanov has not been playing very well lately. Uh, he has that he had that one goal that broke the I think it was like eighteen nineteen goal goalless like drought. I mean, it, it was not good. Yeah, it was a while. And ever since that one goal, he hasn't scored in the past, what, five, six, or seven? Something like that? It's like three to five, but yeah. Um, so one of the other things I wanted to talk about, uh, and it, it's, it's frustrating me again, is that the Stars just can't seem to not let the opposition score in like the first 30 seconds of their own penalty kill. Well, it's just because their penalty kill in general has sucked. Like, the whole thing. Like, especially, e- even in those 11 seconds that it took the Prince to score this game, I was like, yeah, they're scoring on this power play. Because, like, you could tell. We were just, we were scurrying all over the place like rats, and they were just passing all around us and in between us. It was easy. It looked easy. So, the special teams is definitely still an issue. Glad we're playing Nashville tonight who can't take advantage of it because they're trash, but. Well, they still did. <laughs> Yeah, they still did. They but still did. They get. They've got a. They've got a power play goal. It doesn't matter who we play. We could play the Tampa Bay Lightning, or we could play the trashy, uh, Trashville, uh, whiny cats, or the or the Red Wings. <laughs> so it's like it, it doesn't matter who we play. We we always seem to have somebody that scores a goal on us. So on the power play. Yeah, yeah. I I I don't know what's up with it. Hopefully, it's just because we've had guys out, like especially the last game. We had uh, we had Cogliano and Como out, who are both penalty killers, so that's rough. But but yeah, then they we, didn't score got... a pen, they didn't score a power play goal. Yeah, and, we, which and, was and weird. our two best defensive forwards were out. Yeah. So it was just kind of like uh... it, it's definitely weird. I don't know what's up with it. It's but like yeah, that's got to got to be fixed. It's the way Bonus talked about those, the, like the power play goals that are happening at the beginning of the season. Like really makes me like wonder what he messed with and why from last season because last season it was decent and now it's like just isn't it's not good and, and it's not like it's different coaches either right it's I mean, it, no other it's than, not other than montgomery and him getting canned and then us bringing up Derek laxdahl from uh from the texas stars to be one of the assistant coaches nothing's really changed right yeah but it seems like the uh just seems like the strategy behind it has changed. I don't know. It it just it just seems it seems different than it was before. It seems like last season the uh, the triangle in front of the circle was a lot tighter, and the one and we ha- we would have the one guy cycling at the top pestering, and he would go out farther and be skating harder, and the triangle would still stay tight. It feels like it's it's spreading out too much, and we're letting cross crease go by too much, and we're not taking away pass lanes. We're worried about taking away shot lanes more than pass lanes. Which is why most of the power play goals, they're from the point. But they're like trickling in, deflecting, all kinds of weird stuff. So. Oh, poop. Yep. Nashville scores there on a bad defensive play. Yeah. Don't know what's up with that. Yeah. I, w- I was listening to you. I wasn't paying attention. Let's look at this. Oh, yeah. it was a whack from a stick. Oh, gosh. It might yeah, be high was... sticking. 
high-sticking the puck on that, maybe. We'll see. Oh, that was a... It, it bounced around. But anyway, yeah. like, you have any idea what's up with the penalty kill? Like, anything come to your mind? It will... The, my, my thing is, is and we've already talked about this, is that th that lack of urgency, that lack of drive is not there on the penalty kill. Now, the one thing I will say that I've seen in this game that I didn't see in the last game is I've seen a, a net drive from the Dallas Stars. So they were getting a ton of shots. They've been getting a ton of shots lately. Yeah. Oh, it looks like that goal's under review, Chris. Yeah, Maybe. it looks like it was. It might have been kicked. I, I, I think it'll count, though. It didn't look like I, it was I think kicked. it'll count. It didn't look like it. it he kind of moved his skate forward, but I think it's it's too touchy. I think it's going to count. Yeah. Well, but, I, yeah, definitely this game especially, I, it, there's definitely – there's a rivalry now between Nashville and Dallas, even though Nashville still oh, sucks. Oh, maybe there was a kick. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But oh, maybe he got maybe. it with a stick at the end there too. But it's weird. But you can definitely feel this. This game is much more hard hitting than any of any games against even Tampa Bay. Like this game is hard hitting. It's fast. It's fun to watch. I this game has been awesome so far. Right, especially that first period. That first period was so much fun. The to watch. first period was great. The Stars played better the first period than the second period. Nashville's getting getting a. I think. They're a little bit better this period. I think we're still playing slightly better, but, but you know, they've caught up a little bit at least. Yeah, but. our our defense has kind of been up to the task on this. So, uh, and they've played well. So, uh, it looks like they're fixing to make an announcement on, after reviewing on the pay, and it's a good goal. Dang it. Yep. All right. Oh, well. But so stars are up three to two. Two minutes left in the second period, um, and again, uh, let's let's talk about this aspect of it. Um, the stars tend to, especially when they have the lead, and especially a two goal lead, they tend to let in goals late in the second period to allow the opposition a, a chance to win the game. Yeah, and they kind of late in periods in general. Even late in the first period, they'll allow goals in. So right. I don't know. I don't know what's up with that. Uh, I I couldn't tell you. Well, it, it's just frustrating to to watch this team and then just little things like that. It yeah. Uh, going into the third period, three one is a lot easier than going into the period three two. Right. So and, and uh, so here's another thing. I I'm just glancing at uh the uh the shots on goal. We've been out shooting just about every team we've played. The past, you know, week and a half or two, and mm -hmm. uh, right now the stars are actually fairly close in shots with Nashville. Uh, they're they're le only leading by six rather than leading by like <laughs> ten, you know, ten or twenty or sometimes yeah. twenty five. That, that kind of further <laughs> that kind of proves further what we've been saying. Like the stars have been playing good. They just they, they can't put the puck in the net, and they, they they just are finding ways to lose games. Like I. I've been feeling crazy recently because I feel like we're playing not that bad and we keep losing. So I've been looking at other people, other like comment commentators of the game, and like they're saying the same thing. The stars are just finding ways to lose. They're not playing bad. They're just doing one or two things that cost them big time. So I I feel comfortable knowing we're not crazy and we were correct when we said it felt like they were turning things around. But <laughs> they've they've turned around their play, but they haven't turned around their their the record yet so it, it's really really strange well it's and, and it's funny that you mentioned that because that's literally one of the articles that sod put up on the athletic he said stars are finding ways to lose games and now it's in quotes but he goes on uh 
to to talk about that in his article, which we might read and go through later on. But um, here's uh, one thing I wanted to talk about, uh, and this is kind of not stars related. Uh, as we're getting down into the final minute of the second period uh, in the stars and predators game, uh, this is I think it was a one year anniversary of when COVID completely shut everything down. I think in I think it was the eleventh when the NBA shut everything down, and the twelfth when uh, when the NHL shut everything down. So we didn't really talk about that last week, but uh, tell me. And this is not really a hockey thing, but this is more like a, a life. Oh, nice shot! Oh, sorry. Hold on. Ah, of course, Sekera <laughs> can't can't score a goal. Hey, he had two recently. <laughs> Um, uh, how has, how has your world changed in a year, especially as huh. a college student? What, what's huh. been the biggest change for you more than a anything? A crazy amount. I mean, <laughs> pr- professors don't work as hard now that there's online, online, most professors. So th- there's a distinct, there, there's a distinction that has to be made. Good professors are working harder than they ever had before. And bad professors are working the least amount that they have ever. So, and unfortunately, I'm not getting very lucky. <laughs> so it's just, if you're a bad professor, you'll just put up a couple of videos on the website, tell people to read them and put on and do tests every once in a while. But good professors will at least do their lectures and make them as personal as possible. But yeah, school, school has not been fun as a STEM major during during uh during rona i know a bunch of business majors and liberal arts majors that have been very happy with it though with their open note tests and everything hmm. can't relate but you know so uh i think the biggest thing for me honestly has- 365 sportscast network the streaming future of sports talk radio different listen to us round and how my job has gone you know so uh a lot of y'all right now are very different than uh, than us across the uh, country because, you know, it, it, it's different when you go from, I don't know, from here to California. So the, the differences between Texas and California. And in California, there's a lot of places that are still locked down 100%. Same thing in Canada. Everything's locked down 100%. And then uh, here in Texas, everything's open now, and uh, even Governor Abbott dropped the mask mandate, so it's kind of changed everything. But the uh, my job has probably been the thing that has been affected the most out of all of this. Um, I, w- I went from teaching eight band classes to like three, and I was guarding a bathroom, no joke, to make sure <laughs> that there was only one person going in at a time. Very and important. It, yeah, it it was not fun, and I was doing that every day for almost an entire semester. So, uh, so for those of you that are listening out here in Texas, we never went to remote learning uh, where I live, except for like the last month and a half when there was a big COVID outbreak in our cafeteria staff. So, other than that, uh, we've been in in person learning almost this entire time. So, uh, and and most kids have come to school rather than be doing uh, online learning. So. Anyway, Can't that's relate. a <laughs> that's another topic for another day. So, um, anyways, uh, so let's get back to this the stars hockey here. Okay, uh, what's your biggest uh, takeaway just from the first two periods? Watching the first two periods, 
We'll call this but our this, own intermission report. Of this game? Yes. Yeah. It, it's been really fast and really hard hitting for a back-to-back for both teams, which is great for us. It's very exciting hockey, but <laughs> that's got to suck for those guys. And uh, one of the biggest things I've noticed is is the the way that each team is playing. They're playing very similar styles. And one of the, the biggest things that's been going on with both of these teams lately is uh, injuries have ravaged both teams, like hardcore ravaged both teams. Yeah, I saw your tweet. It was like six of the top eight scorers from the, like between from, the teams were out. Yeah, I mean, Sagan's out. Radulov is out. Hintz is not in this game. Uh, they don't have uh, Roman Yossi available for this game. <laughs> Uh, we have Sagan, Radulov, and Hintz out. That's a first line. I know, right? That's that, <laughs> that's absolutely insane. Oh, uh, gosh. And, and talking about that, our bottom two lines have been the best lines this game. Like, really, the the, the Caro... Uh, I can't even think of their names. They're so, Caro, they're so garbage. Gardner. Caro, Gardner, and uh, who? Dickinson? Is that who's on it? I think, I think Dick- so. Maybe Dickinson is on that line. I don't know. But the fourth line has looked great. They got a, they got a goal. Uh... Gardner got his first goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Gardner got first his first goal. goal. Pretty lucky. <laughs> he whiffed on it and it somehow found a way in. So that's great. Hey, that's okay. Uh, at least he t- at least he touched the puck with his stick. Unlike Robertson. Yeah. Robertson that's has true. the butt goal. <laughs> hey, he has the butt goal. And this game he has the outstanding assists at jumping on the FCC line. FCC line did a good job of having puck control in the offensive zone. And then they said, oh, look, a goal scorer just came onto the ice. And they gave it to him, and he shot. And it went He's in. like, Robertson, you throw this black <laughs> disc at the net and see what happens. And yeah. he definitely did. So uh, good for Gardner. He gets his uh, first NHL goal. Um, oh, they, oh, it was so funny. They actually uh, they actually mentioned it on the broadcast. Uh, Josh Bogorod and uh, Razor, they were talking about the thigh pictures. <laughs> yeah. I, I, <laughs> I wonder who's going to be. In, I mean, you got to think they got to do it, right? Because oh, typically gosh. they only do it on uh, milestones, right? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! So the, the ladies of the DFW Metroplex will be very happy with whatever picture comes up this afternoon, er, this afternoon, this evening. So, it, right. it, anyways, uh, do that, we do we want to do a quick PGR of of last night's game? Yeah, why not? Hey, we got about ten minutes before they uh, b- before the third period starts, so why not go for it? All right, cool. Well, Saturday, Dallas beat the Detroit Red Wings three to nothing. That's uh, Dobby got back in there, got a got a shutout, only on twenty one shots, but you know, shutout's a shutout. We like that. Uh, and again, goals from not the top guys. Ty Delandria scored that game. He scored again this game, so a two two goal scoring streak so far. Caro scored a goal as well, as did Sekera. So the wrong people are scoring goals and. As we're long okay as we're with winning, that. As long as we're winning, we're okay with that. <laughs> but those are going to go away eventually, and our top guys need to figure out how to score. I mean, they're still not doing it this game, but again, the guys who aren't supposed to score are still scoring. So that's good for now, but th- those guys have got to get going. And, and like we've said, not having a, a number one line, we have a number one line that is hurt right now. <laughs> that's obviously going to hurt you, but like Gurionov has to score, Ben has to score. Uh, Pavelski has to score. L- looks like Pavelski almost scored, and Delandre stole this one on this game. Right. But th- those guys, they've got to get going if if we want to really make a push. Well, uh, 
the let's talk about that tenor caro goal. How about that little snazzy little move from a guy that we're like, huh? <laughs> that was the slowest biscuit dusting I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it was like, eh, eh, eh. Oh, it was, shoot. <sighs> I know. It was awesome. And honestly, I think if uh, – who was in net at that point? Was that – oh, wait, no, no. It was just Grice because yeah, Bernier was, was last game. So if honestly, if Grice hadn't – you know, angled his pads correctly. I don't think it would have gone in. <laughs> yeah, exact, exact same for Gardner's goal of this game. Right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, Rene put the pads, the pads, the exact right way to deflect it in. But he five holed it, so that's okay, and it went in. That's <laughs> okay. all that matters. He five holed. <laughs> sure, it. we'll go. With sure, it. skill goals by both of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but right now it's in the net, so that's all we need. We need points, and we need goals to get those points. So right. we're happy about it. So, uh, so kind of talking a, a mix of this game and la- and this uh, last game. So when we played the Red Wings the second time, we were not only were missing uh, Radulov, but on top of that, we were also missing our two best defensive players. Kind of like what we mentioned earlier, we were min- we were, we missed Como because he had a lower body injury, and Cogliano was out uh, for an illness. I think is what it was. And two best defensive forwards, right. not players. And on a note with Cogliano, he has only missed eight games in 14 NHL seasons. How insane is that? Yeah, that's crazy. That these, is, these guys are literally skating around on a frozen pond, going 30 miles an hour, smashing into each other while wearing knives on their feet. <laughs> and holding bats. Like, are you kidding me? How? That doesn't make sense. Well, it was. And he's out this game not because of the hockey game he's playing, not because of the crazy, ridiculous sport he's playing, but because he got sick. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? I know. So, it, it, Cogliano is the definition of a Iron Man in the NHL. Yeah. Um. I mean, you have those players that you know get hurt. Seems like every single year, aka <laughs> Ben, ben Bishop. Bishop. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, and then you got guys like Cogliano that you can rely on, who is an absolutely defensive uh, player, who you know you can. He's going to play eighty-two games out of the season. If yep. you're unlucky, he may only play eighty. But he only only eighty. Rip. No. Oh, here's the <laughs> other thing about season. here's the other thing about Cogliano is that Cogliano, he it's not like he plays a style like Mike Madano. Right, so Mike Madano is not a grinder or a. He didn't hit very much. He's not a four check. He, he was forward. a dangler. Yeah, right. So, Cogliano, he's he's fast. He he's he's probably just as fast as Hints. Uh, he bangs he bangs everybody he seems to be able to get to. That's and what she said. And <laughs> and then he was, Chris, I hate you. <laughs> and he knows he can't shoot, and he which knows is he a can't great shoot, thing. Right. If, <laughs> as long as you know it, you can make yourself useful in other ways. Right. So, h- head hands out to hands out hands out. I mean, hands out <laughs> praise to Cogliano. So anyway, so we, we were missing those guys, and somehow we were able to kill both the power plays that were against us. I think that's more of a testament to how bad the Red Wings are than how good we are. No, 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 no. We're just going to go with it, and we're just going to say 
that we had a really good night on the penalty kill. Okay? <laughs> Let us have at least one game where we no. don't give a power play goal up. We did. <laughs> I mean, sure. So, anyways, uh, d- just it—it it was a good game overall for the stars. Uh, it was—it was frustrating again, just watching it, just because, you know, a- again, it was another game that we felt like we were dominating in the first period. We didn't get anything out of it, and it wasn't until Tanner Caro did Tanner Caro things, even though he doesn't do those things. No, it, until he, for the stars so he to finally put a. Biscuit in the oven. Right, and he finally put the biscuit in the oven, and the stars kind of woke up and were like, oh, okay. And, and we yeah. kind of talked about this earlier, but uh, and they didn't have this in the last game, even though they won the game 3 nothing. They didn't have any net drive at all. Mm-mm. So Yeah, and- Which it's a good thing we're playing the Red Wings that game. I mean, we had a bunch of guys out, and we still found a way to win the game relatively easily. So I think that's mostly due to the Red Wings suck. But, <laughs> I mean, we weren't terrible, I guess you could say. Well, but they, but it, in our defense, the Red Wings have been playing better as of late. And good enough to beat uh, Tampa Bay, which we haven't done. And good enough that's to beat true. Carolina, which we haven't done. That is so true. So, I mean, they beat two teams that we, we haven't beaten beat. yet. Yeah, we can't beat yet. Now, part of that, a lot of it was... Uh, you know, Bernier. Bernier was just excellent in, in the pipes for the two of those guys. Uh, for those two games. Sorry, against those two teams. But, you know, at, at the same time, they were able to play defensive enough to win those games. So, uh, I'm just glad that we were able to pull this one out because that was a very important game for the Stars to win. Um, when you take a look at the at the shots on goal, uh, just a couple of stats to throw out at you, Chris. Uh, the shots on goal for the Stars in that game was 33-21. to 21. Mm-hmm. In favor of the Stars. Yeah. So, again, it's another game where the Stars vastly outshoot their opposition. At least this time, which is nice, is that they were able to pull out the victory. Um, and then uh, in the face-off dot, we we ended up winning it 60-40. to 40. So, again, it's another stat that historically we've been the better team on the past couple yeah, this, years. This season we have not, though, yeah. It's been more 50-50 this year, yeah, where where it's kind of been like they've they've either trounced us or we've trounced them. Yeah. So we, Mainly because we don't have Sagan. And that, yeah, that really doesn't help. And, uh, and then we actually won the special teams battle. So on the power play we went 1 for 3, and Detroit went 0 for 2. So we were 2 for 2 on the penalty kill, which was yeah. nice. What's funny that I saw during this game is somehow, like, we've talked about recently about how our power play has been bad. Our power play is still ranked 12th in the league just because of how many power play goals we scored in the first four games. <laughs> like, that's so funny. Right, and I, I think they said something insane at the beginning of this game when, they, when they're playing Nashville. I think it was still at 60% was yeah. the, percentage, the power play percentage just because yep. of those first two games, so... And, uh, you know, you're talking about hard-hitting games like uh, this one we're watching, but uh, the Detroit game was just as hard-hitting, 26 for Dallas and 29 for Detroit. So, And that was in Detroit. So, Because, you know, typically, like you say, they they like to ratchet up the stats more for the home team uh, when you're against the opposing team, and you don't normally see that many hits 
for the uh, well, for the away team. But that's a lot of hits. That's over 50 hits. Well, my other point in saying that is, like, scorekeepers for different arenas count hits as different things. Like, their definition of hit is slightly different. So, like, in some arenas, you might have lower hit stats overall than in other arenas just because that's the way the scorekeeper thinks a hit is defined. But, yeah, whatever. That's a stupid thing that doesn't matter that I have a theory about. <laughs> right. But, anyways, uh, that, that does that's that. And uh, But it was a hard-hitting game. Block shot, 17-12 in favor of the D- Red Wings. And then giveaways, 7-2 to two in favor of, of the Red Wings. So we only gave it the puck away two times. I find that hard to believe. <laughs> yeah. I don't so, know. Whatever. <laughs> That's a, giveaways is always a weird stat, I feel like. Okay. Um, so here's uh, something. I got, actually got a Twitter question from somebody who was asking me about this. And uh, this kind of goes into uh, one of the goal scorers from the Detroit game and also of this game that we're watching, uh, tied to Landria. So and he asked the question, why does Bonus not like Ty Delandria? Because he seems to put in these other players over Ty Delandria. Or when he does yeah. put Ty Delandria in over these other players, he only gets a couple games and then he's immediately back out of yeah. the uh, out of the lineup. Yeah, uh, this is a legit thing. This isn't like a, it seems like Bonus doesn't like Delandria. He he doesn't. He he. I don't, I don't remember who asked Bones the question about why Delandre isn't in, but he legitimately says that Delandre's just not ready for NHL play, which uh, I think that's ridiculous, obviously. I've said I've talked about how Delandre should be a full-time starter this season, especially when we have guys out, but he 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 feels like Delandre isn't a good enough all-around player compared to Caro and Gardner, which I obviously think that's ridiculous. I don't, I don't know what he's seeing. I don't know why I I, uh, I disagree with Bones' decision so much, but it's just it just makes me so angry. <laughs> like he, he he's such a fast player. He's a fast skater, and in a league where fast skating is so important now too, like don't you want that? And he score he scores he's two goals in the two games he's been in. Like I I don't know what more you could ask from him in demanding ice time. Like he's producing, he's playing decently without the puck. I feel like. Like he he's he's making himself known during the game. Like I feel like he he should be in every night the same way Robertson's is, and he'll be he'll be getting similar points, I believe, to Robertson, given the chance. That's interesting that you say that because honestly, I disagree with you on parts of it. I he, the offensive side of the game, I feel he has down, but so does every young player that comes into the NHL with his kind of you know he's a first round pick so with his kind of stature um but what they always have to work on is that defensive side of the game and what kind of coach is bonus if you had to put him as an offensive or a defensive coach what kind of coach is he well, yeah defensive. he is a defensive coach first and foremost why do you think foxa cogliano and como get all those minutes one because they're veterans that's part of it but two is because they play the defensive well, style. Of the well, game I now. get it with those guys. Cause those, those guys were putting against the other team's top line, and we're shutting them down consistently pretty much every night. I love that. That that, that line is, I, I think, something that other teams don't have in, in a line like that. They don't have a solid checking line like that. They won't put 
their their third line with quotes around it against our first line. They'll try and put their first line against our first line. But for our for those two guys, we're not putting we're not putting those guys out there in situations like that. We're putting them out there in very fourth line situations. We're giving them minimal minutes. But like Delandria has shown that he can put he can make impact in those games. So I don't I don't I don't know why he's not he's not playing in them more. It it, it frustrates me. I bet it frustrates Delandria, and it, it goes further on to, like, why the Stars' prospects never pan out. And, like, if you think about it, they kind of do. They just pan out in other organizations that give them a chance. Like, Campbell has been great in, in Toronto. They've been singing his praises as of recently. Right, and, and they're, they're, he was they, never given a shot here. Well, never a chance. Well, they've even talked about uh, making him the starting goaltender for Toronto. Like, a lot of the media – and a yeah. lot of uh, fans are saying that just because uh, – mostly because of the play of Frederick Anderson in the playoffs because yeah. Freddie has not been good in the playoffs for them. But it, but in, in, in some ways I would disagree with you because he's just very patient with with those players he's too and patient then, he, it's you know, too patient our, our, all these guys don't nil, pan out right we're talking about nil, yeah yeah yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Let's well, talk about, we're not yeah. talking about bonus here because because bonus has been the coach the head coach for but but year. he he's feeding into it though these guys aren't playing and i feel like they should be right the young guys but, but when you look at nil i think he learned a lesson when he drafted uh nichushkin right yeah so when he drafted nichushkin the the stigma around Nichushkin being drafted was if he didn't play in the NHL right off the bat, he was just going to stay in the KHL and he wasn't going to come over to the North America. So I think Nil was kind of pushed into a corner where he didn't want to have Nichushkin there because he didn't think Nichushkin was ready. Um, Nichushkin fell to us at 10th. And that because first of that year, reason. because of that reason, right? And and he should have been top five, but because that stigma and he was a Russian player, and you know, in that whole situation there, that's why that was there, and that's why he wasn't taken until we took him. Um. But he had a he had a really good first year, a, a rookie year, and then after that, he was just never the same. And then a, a lot of people point to the fact that. Uh, the only reason why he had a, a great first year as a rookie was the fact that he got to play with, you know, uh, Sagan and Ben when they were freaking amazing, Sagan and Ben, especially Ben, yeah. when he was at the top of his game. So he was that compliment to those two guys. I mean, you could you could take Andre Sekera and throw him on the right wing side with those two guys, and he would have decent numbers like that as well. Uh, you yeah. could put anybody with those two that's guys. That's fair. So but, I, I think that that's why he's scared to bring these guys up. Yeah, and I you, think and scared look, is the key word, though. He he's not healthily patient. He's scared because I, like there's I feel like we've had several guys who have just wasted away in the in the AHL just because they've never been given the chance. Okay, so other than other than Jack Campbell, who else would it be? Who who's in? Who's I mean, another? Foxa. Foxa was a goal scorer. He was. So he was the guy on his team who would go out and score goals, win games for his team. And now he's 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 filled into his role great. He's a great checking center and great at winning faceoffs, but he was a goal scorer. That's what he was drafted for, to be a power forward. And well, he's turned he just was, into a third line checking guy. But that that's 
again, that was something that he his game did not translate to the NHL the way that he was playing. So what he did and what what's awesome about what he did is he found a different way to make himself yeah, but uh, what's, what's I'm just giving that as the of? example, like of of drafted players that we get that aren't living up to their potential. But he's still on the Dallas Stars roster. Not as not as what we drafted him for. He 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 filled in in spite of us, in my opinion. Well, some sometimes sometimes those thing those these sort of things happen. But we don't just want a bunch of foxes on our team. Like yeah, Fox but... is great, but you don't need more than one or two of them. <laughs> we need we need goal scorers on our team. We need more Gurionovs than Hints. Oh, speaking of Radic Foxa, it looks like that he might have gotten injured in the second period. Um, I don't have the volume on on my on my uh, phone watching the game, so I have no idea if he's actually out or not. Uh, I really hope not, because he's a big part of that, a big part of our team. But uh, yeah, he, he's out. Is is he out? He's out of the game. Yeah. Oh crap! Hopefully it's right on the shin, game. so hopefully it's just a it's just a tough bruise but you never know uh, okay well I- I- anyways let's talk about uh let- let's talk about let's keep going with this because that's a good conversation for us to have is but when you look at all the other players that the stars have drafted a lot of them have come up into the dallas stars roster i mean jamie ben was re- was drafted in the fifth round and he's a- and he's a top six forward um you look at Louis Erickson. I'm gonna say Louis Erickson because we got Tyler Sagan mostly because of Louis Erickson, and and now we have Sagan who is our top line forward uh, for our center spot. Uh, you got Dickinson who was drafted. He's on the Stars. Robertson Dickinson's was drafted. Dickinson's just by a the worse stars. Foxa. Well, what about uh, <laughs> what about Hintz and Garyanov? Garyanov is a is a first is a first round draft pick. He he's not playing well right now. Because he's he's probably having a sophomore slump, but he's in the top six forwards. Hints is a second round pick, and he's like, up that's there what I was saying with well. Garyanov. We have Garyanov, who we're, who we're saying is a, t- a top guy, and we're not letting him play in overtime. And he was our highest goal scorer last season. Like that's what I'm saying. Right, these but, guys are but, great players, and we're not letting them play just because one thing goes wrong. And this was this is what I wanted to get into with Ottinger. He has one bad game, and he gets pulled. He's out for the weekend. Dobby gets both starts. Like. There's no faith in these guys. It, we're, we're, Bones uses them until they just have one bad game, and then they're they're gone. They're not playing. They're not playing the big minutes, or in Ottinger's case, he's not starting anymore. He had four straight starts. Three of them are great. His fourth one, yeah, he kind of sucked. But like, if you're going to say that he's the better goalie right now, give some faith to him at least. He, it was none. That's the shortest court ever. You're going to yank him for for that at that little? I don't know. It's just it, the lack of faith in the young guys not giving them enough chance, in my opinion. Well, and and that's that's just the way that bonus is. We're we're, we're back to bonus. We're off. We're we're not talking about nil anymore. But bonus just doesn't trust the rookies as much as he does the veterans. Ooh, that was a good shot. That was close. Uh, it, by the way, the we are currently in the third period, and while we were arguing about how each other is wrong. Uh, it's <laughs> it's three two Dallas with literally exactly fifteen minutes left in the third period. Uh, shots on goal are twenty two to seventeen, and uh, as we've already mentioned a, a little while ago, Foxa is out for the night. Uh, hopefully that's not a a bad thing. 
And uh, it looks like the starters are trying to hold on to this one-goal lead, and I just hope they don't go into turtle formation. Yeah, they, ha- they have it in the first five, so as-, as long as they keep it up a little bit, keep the pressure on, which they've done decently so far. Right. Um, okay. But so- what do you think about the Ottinger situation? Especially, I kind of wanted to ask you about that. He gets four straight starts. He, he has one rough outing, and he's yanked immediately. What do you think about that? Um, I'm not so sure that it was the fact that he was yanked immediately – like, I don't think it's, you know, not having faith in Ottinger more than the fact that Anton Hudobin had a really good game against uh, Detroit, and he was not taxed. I mean, he took 21 shots. That's it. So I, I think that he just he just went with uh, who is hot. Yeah. It's just now I, I as will... a player, if you have a game like that, the first thing you want to do is get, get right, right back, back in, in another game and, and prove if he, it's not if he's the same. a good if he's a good goaltender, right, or any player for that matter in the NHL. If you're in the NHL, you have that mentality, right? Um, so I do expect him to get the next start, and you know maybe maybe the other side of it, and I feel like I'm defending bonus more than anything. Wow. <laughs> uh, so maybe it, it wasn't just the fact that uh, Dobby played really well against the Red Wings, but maybe Ottinger's just tired. I mean, he did play four games in, what, seven days? Right? I don't know, but dude. Four, he, four games in he, seven pretty days. Young. I feel like he could play every game this season, and he'd be, he'd be fine. <laughs> but Well, I mean, there are players that can do that. I mean, you, I mean but, but I get your point. Is, I, I, I get your point overall. Right, that so, I, don't, I don't know if that's the exact reason, but... Yeah. Well, because I would point. That's the way it seems. I would point you to his uh his conversation that uh his meaning bonus bonus's conversation that he had with the media that sparked all these you know these little stories everywhere that say uh that he sees a lot of similarities between Andre Vasilevsky and Jake Ottinger, which a lot a, a lot of media members, especially around the Dallas world. We're like, oh, hey, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I see similarities too. They both big. They both two, really two, big. Two big boys. <laughs> Although we've got the American dude, and they've got the Russian. We've got the, the Russian American dude. big boy. Yeah. <laughs> Although, uh, you know, now that we think about that, what kind of similarities do you see between Jake Ottinger and Andre Vasilevsky, if any? Well, well, both of their games rely mostly on positioning and using their big size, like juxtaposed to Dobby, it's very obvious the difference. Like, Dobby's got to move around and fu- get his eyes on the puck if he wants a chance at saving it. That's why he's so good at looking through screens and stuff. Because if he can't, it's going in the net. He's not big enough to stop it yeah, just by good positioning. He's only 5'11". So. Right. But that also gives him the chance to have terrible games. Because if he's just off one night and he can't find the puck, like, it's going to go in. But Ottinger, Ottinger and Vasilevsky, y- you minimize your chance for mistakes because positioning you can you can make small mistakes in positioning and still make the save if you make a small mistake with your blocker it's going in you make a small mistake with your glove hand it's going in but positioning be chested up it, it's less likely to, to leak through you so, so i think that's why both of them have had such great j- just such great uh i don't know that seems like the new style i guess you know just being big and being in the right spot seems like the new style in the NHL. Um, so 
here's another thing about uh about Ottinger compared to all of these other goaltenders in the league nowadays. Um there are a lot of act- a lot of rookie goaltenders that are actually doing pretty well right now. Uh you, you got to look at uh obviously Ottinger here in Dallas. Uh you've got Kokkinen up in Minnesota and Minnesota is absolutely tearing it up right now. Uh they they look like geniuses. Uh what well, they look like geniuses. Bill Guerin, aka former Dallas Star, the GM of the Minnesota Wild looks like a genius for them. And uh you know, and then uh, Kevin Lincoln in in, uh, in Chicago, he had a really good start. Now he's kind of fallen back a little bit because uh, I think Chicago's only won one game in their last seven, so uh, yeah. he's looked really good too. But but between those three guys, uh, this has been kind of the year of the rookie goaltender. Yep, and yep. I th- definitely true. I think that's partially just because of the shortened season. Like shortened season, you're switching your goalies out more just to get them rest, so that gives your rookie guys a chance to just just show up, and maybe they're better than the other guy. Well, I mean, and I I think about like Cam Talbot in uh in Minnesota, like he was signed to be the starter for this for that team, and instead, uh, this guy named Kokkinen comes out of nowhere, and now he's the starter. I think he's won his last nine or ten starts in a row, so it. Why are you ever resting him? <laughs> right, and and so so this is just the year of the rookie goaltender, anyways. But uh, there was a really interesting video that the hockey guy uh, did on Carter Hart and the expectations that are thrust upon Carter Hart, and because uh, Carter Hart's only twenty two, he's the exact yep. same age as Jake Ottinger. One yet, year older. Yet, uh. Jake Ottinger is the backup goaltender. I would maybe a one A one B situation right now. I don't know what's going I, on. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like everybody talked about Jake Ottinger after he uh, started four games in a row. He's the new starter for the Dallas Stars, and then now in the past two games, Dobby has taken the net back, and it's like, okay, so who's the starter? We don't. Uh, I don't think there is a starter. Bones think, doesn't know. Goalies <laughs> don't know. We don't know who the starter is. We got two goalies. Yeah. That's what we know. Well, we got we'll have three goalies here in a little while. So hopefully, a little while. Okay. Hey, so let's talk about that uh, again. So uh, <laughs> again, <laughs> again, because Jay Gottinger is a really interesting story for this uh, for this franchise right now. Uh, when Bishop does come back in April, and we're assuming it's going to be early, probably closer to mid-April. What happens with the Dallas Stars? You know, net at that point. All right. Well, I I have two ideas. My ideal situation first that and y'all are gonna hate me for this is that Anton Hudoma gets traded and that we get some depth forward for him. And we'd probably have to retain some of his cap if we were to send him to a good team because most of them are in cap struggles still. But ideally, we we we, we trade we trade Dobby. And we try and get some more offensive help back. And we keep playing Ottinger because I think he's ready for the NHL. And I think he's shown that. And I think he deserves to be the backup. Um, That's a a lot to put. Are you talking about this trade deadline? This trade deadline right now. That's That's a lot to put on a rookie goaltender. He's he's basically been the starter for the past two weeks. So that's a lot more. And an old goaltender who is coming in. 
who, yes, he is a Vesna candidate. He is a Vesna goalie when he is on. But he has not played in over a year. It, but like, Ottinger showed that he can be the guy if you give it to him. Like, right. he's had one bad game so far this season. But it's it's still a lot to thrust upon a a young goaltender like that. It is, but he's and, managed it so far. Okay, but w- w- my my argument is look at Philadelphia right now. Look at what's going on in Philadelphia's net right now. The, they It looks like they have stability in their net right now, but they don't. They really don't. So, oh my yeah. goodness, did but, that really... But, but, what I think likely will happen is absolutely nothing. I think Ottinger's going to get sent back down to the AHL. We're not going to talk about him until 2023 rolls around, and we're ready. To, we're ready to bring him up to be our starter. So likely, I think nothing will happen, and we'll just have Dobby and Bishop back there again. Well, and and Ottinger has kind of been pushed to just. I mean, the, the stars didn't have a choice. Uh, when yeah. it comes to goaltenders, I mean, Wayne DeBoe is going to be your backup true. and yeah. let Ottinger be the starter and get more games in at the AHL level. Uh, that that would be the ideal situation, but then Dobby would be playing every single night. And uh, we, we've seen what's happened when Dobby yeah. gets overplayed. So, you know, I, I, I don't and, know. And right now, this season, what would happen? Because can you send people, can you take people off of your taxi squad? And just send him to the AHL. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's just a the, weird. It's just a weird year because weird. and they that they have the taxi squad just because of all the COVID protocols and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Uh, and I hope they'll put Ottinger back to the AHL when Bishop comes back too. They're not going to put him on the taxi squad. Yeah. yeah that, that I, I wish they would just so that just so that he could play more games. Honestly. Yeah. That. But you're probably right. I mean, I would be very shocked to see. I would be happy if he's not if he's not playing in the NHL. I at least want him to be seeing playing. some shots. Right, exactly. I, I don't want him in the in the in the on the taxi squad. Uh, yeah. That would just be a, a waste of his talent and uh, you know a waste of time for him because he, he's got to get games in because he really is yeah. the uh, the future goaltender for yeah. the. Stars. If he's your future after twenty twenty three, then you be- you better get him going. <laughs> so. Okay, so let's actually get back to this game now. We're actually ten minutes into the third period now. Uh, what are you, what are you seeing? From... Oh, <laughs> oh, I Sorry. missed it. I'm I must be a little bit behind you. I'm seeing some Nashville attack right now. Yeah. How do you think the Stars are handling the pressure in this third period? The first five minutes was decent. This next five minutes, the Nashville has been all over us. We better we, we need to counter punch now instead of going turtle mode, which is what we normally do. So hopefully, I, I feel like we need our big guys to do something now. So they they've been quiet the past game and a half. So we need we need Ben Pavelski, Gurionov, those guys get something going. I think we should also maybe looking for some special teams before this game is over uh, for either team. I don't I don't know who exactly, but I I just feel I feel like the special teams isn't done yet. Well, I hope you're right because we could definitely use some confidence on both. Yeah, well, I'm saying on both Nashville sides. might get it too. So, um, we we got we got like five minutes left. <laughs> Dang, we're not gonna be able to, to to finish the radio show during the game. That's gonna be strange. <laughs> that's all right. Yeah, 
we got we got about eight minutes to go in our in the radio show here, guys. Um, uh, so we we've talked about Ottinger, we talked about Delandria, um, and Robertson ha- finally got an, another point today. Yep. And and Robertson been, has looked great this game. And he and he's been kind of quiet since his, you know, ran. Ooh, that's a nice play by Ben. Uh, since his, you know, exuberant outburst of offensive uh, capabilities. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Hopefully, he starts picking that back up, especially if our top guys aren't aren't figuring it out. So, right. It, it seems like a couple of guys have figured things out. Secret has been shooting the puck more, which I've definitely appreciated. I think, like, I didn't know the slap shot existed. Like, he's got to throw that thing a little bit more, especially with his first goal of the season. That slap shot was sweet. He's got to use that. Well, and what I've noticed in all three of these periods is that I've actually noticed them bringing those defensemen into the rush. So it's not like the defensemen, they, they, they stop at the blue line when they get into the zone. They actually, like, drive the net. The defensemen are driving the net. Mm-hmm. And what seems to be happening is that when the forwards are not doing that, then they're backing up the defensemen and they're up at the point, which has been which has kind of worked out well for the Stars yeah. lately, and that's more of what we need to see from this team. So, yeah, especially when you when you have your top three when you have top three forwards out, and, and your other top guys aren't scoring, so you need the you need those great defensive or offensive defensemen. To, to get into the rush as much as possible and to shoot the puck as much as they can because <laughs> the forwards aren't going to do it. Yep, the forwards are not doing it right now, especially because, like you said, we're, we have a first line that uh, that's out. <laughs> we, we don't have our top three we players. We whole first right line now. out. So, um, anyway, back to Robertson. Um, it, has he made more of a defensive effort recently, and that's why he's been getting in more of the games rather than De- Delandria? I feel like... He- I talked about this like when he first started playing well too. I feel like he's been playing great as a two-way forward from the from the get-go. So I think he's his back check especially has been really on point. There's Sekiro again. Goodness, good job, Sekiro. I like I know. that. Look at that. Look, at... <laughs> he's getting in the offense. Oh my getting goodness, below the dots. He, he must be just dangled. It. I know. Oh. oh, I know. I know. It's a good shot. <laughs> Sekker's going to make a fan out of me yet, guys. Goodness. <laughs> that was sweet. Where, where was that at? What, what What's the time right now? Oh, I, I, I missed it. Oh, I don't know. It was like eight minutes. But go watch that play for Sekker. It was sweet. He looked oh, like Hayes it out there. Goodness. Yeah, not as much dangling. And then speaking of dangles, did you see the Did you see the goal, uh, Ty Delandria's goal? That little move from Klingberg? Oh, yeah. In between his that, legs? Across? That doesn't even surprise oh, me. Anymore. I know, yeah. It Kling, surprise it's me. just like, yeah, Klingberg does that sometimes. <laughs> okay. All right. And by the way, we got to talk about the – I'm I'm officially annoyed uh, with the Klingberg trade rumors. Uh, I'm officially annoyed with them. Uh, yeah, I've ignored them. <laughs> I, I, I can't ignore them. I've tried. But it – but people keep mentioning it on Twitter. People keep mentioning it on Facebook. They keep mentioning it in all these media stories. And and then like and one of the most annoying things is that uh, I've seen some stuff about John Klingberg to Toronto, and I'm like, every, how every, <laughs> with what cap space? <laughs> right. And like everybody wants to go to everybody wants to go to Toronto. Apparently, according to Toronto media. Um, yeah. But I mean. But it seems like 
everybody outside of the star circle doesn't believe in this team's chance to make the playoffs. I think half the fans inside the star circle don't believe in it. Right. <laughs> like, and if you look at this, if you look at the standings right now, it it's like we said, it's going to be a dumpster fire to the finish. Like Chicago's lost like six of their last games, right? Six of their last seven. So yeah, it, it's either us out or, right or uh, Columbus. And Columbus yeah. is is up there right now just because they have games. Uh, they've played more games than us. Now, we have games in hand. Yeah, but... we're down six points with five games in hand. This is one of the games in hand that's happening right now. This is going to move us up one game played over uh, Columbus and Chicago, I be- if I'm right. Over um, Chicago? Not over, but like it, we will be from one... five games down to four games down. Okay, I you was know about to say, I mean. yeah. yeah. Okay, now I, now I get you. Yeah, but... If we can win this game, we're we're sitting pretty four four points down with four games in hand. That that sounds good, and we're we're this is all we need to do. We need to hang in there. We knew Chicago wasn't gonna wasn't gonna stay that hot. If it would have, it would have been one of the greatest Shocking. seasons from a bad team. Right. So they started great. They've they've kind of gotten figured out as of recently, and now it's just dumpster fire to fourth place. And I think we're in the best dumpster, and we're gonna win it. <laughs> We're the prettiest dumpster that doesn't that. have all the gum over it. Yeah, we're, you can quote me on that. The Stars are the best dumpster in the, in the, in the Central Division. <laughs> yeah, because there's, there's an obvious top tier when it comes to this division. Uh, we've, got, uh, we've, we've got Florida, you've got Tampa, and you've got uh, the other team, Carolina. Yeah, the and, other team. <laughs> and, we have, and, and speaking of which, as we start to close this up a little bit, uh, the next six out of our eight games are against those top three teams. Yeah, which so, we need to find a way to get a couple of points at least from yeah. those. And that's what it's going to be. Whoever can win their games against Nashville and Detroit, like secure those points and steal steal the splits on those top three teams. It's just one game out of those series. Whoever can get the most of those will win the dumpster race. Or, you know, win both. I'd be okay with that too. Winning both would be impressive. That'll make you jump up in the dumpster <laughs> race. That'll make that might make you jump into the Lambo race in the top three if you do that enough. But I don't. I don't expect that. I expect us to to split some of the series, and I'll be happy with that. Or yeah. one point, take them to overtime. Like that's fine against against those teams. It's fine against the teams you're racing against. It's not. But against the top three teams, just an overtime loss. That's good enough. Well, uh, we'll have to see how all of this goes. So, uh, <sighs> so that that's going to be an important stretch for the stars coming up is just to see if they can do that. Can they do this? Expect place? some losses, but we need points in those losses, even if it's really bad losses. <laughs> we <laughs> we have to we have to win in the other game. We have to. We don't really have a choice. Okay, uh, looks like we're going to be missing out on this last little bit, unfortunately. I was hoping we'd get the full game in during this hour, but we're going to miss like the last three minutes in this. So uh, we got one minute left, Chris. You got anything else to say before we close this all out? The game's looking scary. I'm ho- I think we're going to be relying on Dobby to close out this game for us. I think, th- I think our offense is done. We've completely gone into turtle mode. Please, Dobby, save us. <laughs> all right, uh, all hail Dobby. All hail starting goaltender Dobby? Question mark? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, along with Chris, uh, I am Ryan, uh, and this has been Starcastic Marks. Uh, thank you for listening to us on 365 Sportscast Radio Network. 
Um, coming up is Buried Treasures, if you want to stick around and listen to that. Uh, otherwise, we'll catch you guys on the flip side, and hopefully we'll be talking to you guys about a star's win in the next couple of days. Everybody have a good evening.